got your Bibles, I'd like to turn with us. Matthew 26, 36, and 39 is the verses I'm going to read. Matthew 26, 36, and 39. Let me say again, it is good to see each and every one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. Praise God. If they keep trickling in here, man, we're going to have a house full. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Love you. Appreciate you. Matthew 26, 36, and 39. There come a Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. Saith unto the disciples, said he here while I go and pray yonder. This was not the first time they had come to in this same vicinity. Amen. They, they knew, they was familiar with this geographical location. Amen. But this was going to be the last time upon the earth. That they would follow Jesus Christ and to... Um, uh, follow after him uh, to this place and this place of prayer. It's a very serious time in the Lord's life. And it should have been likewise for the disciples. And it was probably, but yet you see here uh, a description of the weakness of flesh and how flesh can just really get in the way. <laughs> Even when we don't want it to. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little further, and he fell on his face, and prayed. Saying, O oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not as I will, but as thy will. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We count it such an honor just to be in your presence, just to have a witness tonight to come to glorify you and to allow the hand of God, the presence of the Lord to rest upon us here tonight. As you move in this service and the remainder of this service, God, we ask you to anoint our minds, loose our tongues, help us speak the words that you'd have us to speak in this house that would be encouraging, uplifting, giving instructions and help to every soul and every individual in this house tonight. You'd open their ears and their hearts of understanding and God, we bind up the devil that he he wouldn't be able to rob or take it from them but God he would have the opportunity God to bring forth that that would give you glory and praise and honor as you move upon our souls and minds and lives here tonight with the power of the word of God in Jesus name we pray God bless you and you may be seated I do appreciate you on Wednesday nights we understand we realize we've worked a job we know what it is especially when the the weather is hot as it is and the effect that it has even if you don't work on the outside, if you have to get in and out and things of that nature, it really begins to work on you and has its effect upon us physically. Amen. And I'd love to tell you that don't affect us spiritually, but it does. Amen. This old body's weary and things of that nature, it affects us spiritually. But thank God we're in the house. Amen. Amen. They can lift us up and energize us. And Amen. Do things for us that a lot of people is using a lot of other elements trying to attain and trying to receive. But amen. You and I get to joy sometimes through the power of the umption of the Holy Ghost. As it's poured out upon us and moves within us. And thank God it's not just when we come to church. You can enjoy these benefits. Amen. At the house. You can enjoy them in private times. You can enjoy driving down the road. Amen. When God's spirit begins to move. And you call on him and worship him. And, and his, his glory just. I mean it's nothing like he's the greatest lip that you'll ever experience because he does more than just lift the flesh he does more than just lift the, the natural man amen but he lifts the soul he is the lifter of my soul amen the very core of who and what I am amen he is the lifter he is the, the one amen that we, we put our confidence and our faith in our trust in he's the one that we're going to rely upon amen when everything else is sinking sand and everything else is coming up short amen we can, we can still depend on his mercy and grace and his mighty touch. Tonight's may be just a little different. Um, actually just praying, seeking the face of God for tonight and uh, his direction. You always want the heart of God, the mind of God, the vein of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, some of the the, the burden that lays upon, especially a pastor, and actually gets years in, in pastoring, you know, he's facing the same congregation, feeding the same people, and uh, they see in the same face, they hear in the same voice, 
And so sometimes there is a greater, uh, I won't say a burden, but uh, it's not as easy as seeing a fresh one, seeing a fresh face, a fresh voice. Hallelujah. Somebody new coming in a different direction, different, you know, a manner, a form, and makeup, and things of that nature. And so, but uh, as we sought God, amen, and you know the hour that we're living, the time that we're living, uh, the battles that we're in, the struggle that we're in, amen, and so just seeking God and trying to find the heart of God and uh, what direction we need to take. And I, I know I mentioned this, and I've mentioned it a few times. I believe God's got a will in this pandemic. I believe God's got a purpose. And I, that's where I want to connect. That's what I want to hook up to. I, I don't want to just mumble and grumble, and I'm not saying nobody's doing that. I'm just saying I don't want to do that. Amen. I know it's a lot easier to say, boy, I'd be glad this is over. I'd be glad we're beyond this. I'd be glad we don't have to worry about this and that. I understand that. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I'd be glad we don't have to worry about putting on a mask. And we don't have to worry about this squabble, amen, of, of the shots and all this other stuff. But, but I believe it's important for you and I as Holy Ghost field people that our approaches are different than just the earth. Amen. Earthly people just want to make another day. They want to, they want to just, uh, you know, they, they, they would love to just, you know, took a shot six months ago and it all vanished away and never popped his head up again. Uh, that's what earthly people, I mean, they want to enjoy the earth. They want to enjoy the things upon the earth. So anything that kinders their pleasures and of life and enjoying life itself and breaks them, pulls them out of their comfort zones and, and, and breaks them from their normal routines and it messes up, amen, they're, they're being able to go to certain places and celebrate certain things, amen, it messes their life up and they don't like that. Hallelujah, but you know what, at the same time, you and I as God's people, I believe that, uh, that God would have us, amen, in this hour, and, and here's the thought, Here, here's the thought, I'm going to come, things to pursue in this hour. Things to pursue in this hour. I believe it's very important what you and I set out to pursue. Amen. Or if we're even going to be moved or stirred in, in this hour. I'm telling people it's hard work stored wherever I'm at. Amen. As they talk about all of this and all of it going on, I said I still believe God's doing it. Amen. As an awakening call. I believe God's trying to stir us up to pray like we've never prayed before and, and things of that nature. And so, so as I sought the Lord today and just seeking after God's heartbeat and voice. Amen for us tonight. He began to, I felt very strongly, put some things that you and I as Holy Ghost filled people, as Jesus named people, hallelujah, that peculiar people, those odd ones upon the earth that represents a different kingdom, that walks to a different drumbeat, that's led by a different voice, that's got confidence and faith in one, amen, that, that many in the world, they don't comprehend. I had a guy yesterday in the store telling me all about different stuff and all this other, he even went as far as saying that one doctor's called all this confusion and all this other and I, I didn't say nothing I said you know I'd love to tell him you, you anyway no. hallelujah one doctor didn't cause all this confusion my goodness you can't get all the ten doctors to agree what do you mean one doctor's cause all this confusion so so there it is that's just the way it is but you know what in the midst of all of that I want to hear God's voice I want to get in God's purpose and, and I want to get in God's will hallelujah and so the five that he gave to me tonight to even start and I'm not going to preach on all five of them Hallelujah. I'm going to preach on just one of them tonight. And so the first one is prayer itself. Amen. Prayer itself. I know I've been pushing at you and I've been pulling at you. And hopefully and prayerfully, amen, that this has stirred you to pray more. If it hadn't, I must be honest with you. Shame on you. Now yeah, they can go over good. You can swallow it. You can throw it back at me. You can do what you want to with it. Amen. But, but I'm telling you, when you got loved ones and friends and neighbors and a community, I'm telling you the nation's depending on us because our prayers will open up windows and doors. But I'm telling you the most genius medical man on the face of the earth cannot do it. I remember just a little over a year ago right outside there. All this took place. And I made mention to you when they began to talk about the vaccine that... Our prayer should be what? And then after they started coming out and thought they had one, even from this pulpit, I made mention. I hope it works because there's a lot of people that need a little hope. They're in dire need. <laughs> Praise God. I remember right out there, and it was, it was hot, buddy, but our prayer was and that God, God would show us mercy and grace and Raise up some individuals. And, and it could even be some God-fearing God people. 
I remember at that particular time, Brother Odom had done mention, I had went to a meeting, and uh, just prior to that meeting, and the phone call didn't go through, but yet he was actually, our Bishop Odom was actually connected and going to be connected into our conversation between a physician out of Florida and with the White House. And uh, that's how it was back then. You know, no, I didn't know. I was trying to decide what directions, anything. And so anyway, that just gives you an idea. And so uh, that prompted me. You know what? Let's pray. Let's pray. God, help us to pray. Amen. Because, you know, I believe prayer makes a difference. I believe prayer can change the atmosphere, change the outcome, amen, of what's going to happen upon this earth. I believe there's certain principles, amen, and certain elements, amen, that must be a part upon this earth because this earth has been given to man. The prince of the air of this earth, amen, is the devil himself. And you and I as a church is the only ones that can, can inter, inter, intertwine and, and get involved and, and want God to, to get involved, amen. That's the reason we pray, amen, whenever we, we reach a place with the loved one, a friend or a neighbor and the doctors, amen, and the nurses and medications are saying, hey, we're doing all we can, but I'm telling you, if somebody don't pray, if somebody don't get a hold of God, believe it or not, on my way to Lusdale this morning, I believe it was the last few days, amen, I was listening to a physician, amen, and, and he was, and I wasn't really listening to him, I just listened to radio and they brought him on just for a few minutes and he was actually encouraging, he said, I'm going to tell you something, I pray for my, my, my patients, he said, I'm telling you, he said, this thing is overwhelming us, it's over, overcrowding us and all the hospitals and all this other stuff, he said, we got to pray. He said, that's what we got to do. He said, I'm a believer. He said, I'm a physician and I'm this and I'm that. But he said, I'm a believer. He said, I'm telling you, prayer is what's going to make the difference in the outcome of all that. So you know what? If we got folks out there in the, in the medical field and places like that comes a realization, understand, we must pray. I remember, and I know I've told you this. I've told you this and it's been a while, but but I remember reading in the Reader's Digest. That's right next to the Bible. <laughs> right next to Lewis Martin. No, I'm just kidding you. But, but <laughs> I read in the Reader's Digest. They've done this study and this has been years and years ago they done a study they done a practice they took certain people all of them had the same symptoms the same surgery everything they took half of them amen and allowed people to pray for them different people all different faith but that's the only ones they prayed for they took 50 percent of the others and they done the same surgery same procedures and everything and nobody prayed for them believe it or not it was a notable difference in the outcome of those that was prayed for and it didn't matter who was praying as long as somebody was praying especially when you really begin to pray and call on the name of jesus Oh, I believe in calling on the name of Jesus. You can't get salvation without calling on his name. You can't get healing without calling on his name. But I'm going to tell you something. You got to pray. You got to pray. I'm telling you, a prayless society is what got us in the mess we're in. I'm not trying to be, trying to be overbearing, but I'm telling you, we're a prayless society. And we talk about it. We sing about it. We write books about it. But I'm here to tell you, unless we do it, unless we do it, we do it by faith and we do it with a passion. Do it with love. Do it you know, to talk to God and to lift our voices. And, and so I'm going to go through a few scriptures tonight, amen, about prayer. And, and so I couldn't think of a greater one than the prayer of Jesus Christ and the portent of this particular prayer. His time and his hour. What an hour. What hour for the Lord. He knew that this 33 and a half years, what he was born for. Here it is. Amen. Here's, here's where it lies. Amen. And, I, and you've heard me say this. My personal opinion is the battle was really won in this prayer meeting in Gethsemane. It was a done deal when he got up and when he walked out of that prayer meeting. How many times that you and I have dealt with something, maybe not near as severe, but yet it was for us. And we got into prayer meeting. And we got in tune with God. And we knew when we left and walked out of that prayer room, it's going to be all right. God's got this. <laughs> and it didn't matter what the reports was. It didn't matter what the statements was. It didn't make any difference. You knew by prayer and by talking to your maker, your creator. Now, sometimes those prayers also is right the opposite. Amen. That you know it doesn't matter if I pray. It doesn't matter how much fasting I do now. It ain't going to matter. It's not going to change. God already knows it's a done deal. And that's just the way it's going to happen. And so, so if you don't mind for just a little bit here tonight, we're going to talk about prayer. Things to pursue in this hour. Prayer is the first one we're going to talk about. The will of the Father. The anointing. The favor. And then the fifth one. These are the ones he gave me today. I don't know how many more may pop up. But anyway, these are the ones I felt he gave me today. Guess what? The fifth one is forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. 
Hallelujah. But without the first four, I'm telling you, that's always going to be in friends. That's always going to be, watch this, that same physician, amen, that talked about praying, amen, also said, don't close your churches. He said, don't shut the doors. I'm just telling you what the physician said. Amen. Now this, he wasn't a preacher. I mean, he's just a physician. Amen. Out of Florida that made this statement. And, and so, you know, we're going to deal with it. We're going to work through it. Amen. Uh, some things I believe we just got to muscle through. I just think there's some things that we'll just face it and, and, and have the right spirit and the right attitude about it. Amen. You know, I mean, I, and we got some out and this could probably go, possibly could be some more. Maybe not. Amen. You know, I may be wind up, but you know what? You can still come. And that one can still, and that one can come. And if somebody will just come, see, See, that's what even uh, uh, Brother Holmes realized about prayer itself. He said, you know, if our prayer does this much good, I wonder what would happen, amen, if we started calling. Since Jesus called the house of God the, the house of prayer, amen. And that's the reason he encouraged and finally established and grounded. And let me say this. I don't go there. I don't know. But, but I'm, just, I'm just, you know, what I felt the Holy Ghost. I have, a, I have a good idea that the majority of those prayers, amen, as far as the hour of it, amen, and filling in so out of the gaps is out of the older people. Amen. That's coming. It's got the time and they come to the house of God there. Some of them's got particular chairs they sit in and, and they pray and spend hours there praying and making up the hedge and making making up the gap, amen, because others is having to work and things of that nature. But they do it as a whole, you know. We're in this thing together. And so as we pray together, the Bible's so powerful about prayer where two or three agree upon others touching anything. Anything, amen. I'll tell you, God touched me about that Sunday evening, about getting you to join together and bond together. Amen. This pandemic wants to tear us apart. Hallelujah. So if you, you, you know, if you're afraid you're going to get to COVID, don't take that wrong. But if there's somebody else in this church that you feel like you can hook up with, when we pray and when we worship, that's what you ought to do. If it's in the back or in the middle of, upside, if you got to get out of the parking lot. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. When we do that together, hallelujah, and join and cook up together, hallelujah, the body of Christ, the body, this body right here, hallelujah. Hallelujah, that's who we and what we are. Hallelujah, go aside the head, to honor the head, to obey the head, to get results from the head, amen. This body's got to stay connected. It's got to stay plugged up. And all the way you and I are going to do that by prayer. Prayer is one of the most powerful tools you and I have got. And the devil constantly trying to bombard you, trying to keep you from doing it, trying to rob you. Amen. Nobody won't call you until you get in your prayer room. Hallelujah. This will mess up. That will mess up. And, uh, you know, kids have been occupied for 45 minutes and never bothered you till you slipped in and said, I think I'll go pray. Won't it get in our good? Mama, daddy, mama, daddy. Just pick them up and pray anyway. <laughs> Praise God. It'll do them good. But anyway, I don't want to get way off. But, but as you watch this. Even here in, in the life of Jesus Christ in this most critical hour. I want to bring something out that the scripture brought out here tonight. And the Bible says in the 39th verse. As he had left the disciples. He made a stone throw into Gethsemane. The Bible said he fell on his face. He fell on his face. I'm not making a doctrine out of this, so don't you take it that way. But the urgency of the hour, the pressure of the moment and of the time, I believe I can prove scripturally it caused him to respond this way. It caused him to uh, humble himself and give himself. And you and I can only imagine, and we don't preach truth, we don't preach truth here, but this is the flesh crying out for the God, the Spirit. God is a spirit. Hallelujah. God is what anybody, anybody else says and thinks. God is a spirit. The only God you're going to ever see is a man called Jesus Christ. That's the only God. That's the only manifestation. A man of God. A man is Jesus Christ. And so as he, a man, was, went into Gethsemane and he fell on his face. You can only imagine even what it done for God. And, and how it moved him. And how, because why? Because of this hour and time. And you, you, you've heard the scriptures here tonight. He's praying for what? The 
will of God. And so all this ties together, amen, in this own setting. So we're going to use this as a springboard for the next few Wednesday nights, amen, of, of what God wants us to do in direction. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, we're living in such a, and please, I'm not, don't take this offensive. That's not what I mean. I'm telling you the world we're living in. I'm telling you the generation that we're living in. It's a very calloused generation because they're seeing everything now. Amen. The more you watch that, the more you get involved to that, the more you see this, the more you see that. Uh, uh, you, you're not going to like what I'm fixing to say here, but uh, it's still the truth. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Watch this. An alcoholic. Hallelujah. At one time in his life, a half a beer had him have the buzz, buddy. It didn't take much of a move at all. It didn't take much at all. You know, the same way with druggies. Just a little bit of whatever it might be. That's all it took. But you know what? The more they take it, the more more eyes they have, the more depthness they got to go. And the more they got to. And if you know what? If you and I ain't careful, hallelujah, it works the same way with God. Hallelujah. If we're not careful, it takes a lot more to move us what used to move us. It it takes a whole lot more to get us stirred up and amaze us. Why? Because we're watching on YouTube. And I'm not against it. You watch all the preachers. You listen to all the preachers. You get all the preaching you can get. But you and I can't deny the fact, amen. Hallelujah. That these places where it's so worked up and so much time is put in. We come back to the home church. We expect the same thing. But you know what? We can have it. But here's the deal. We got to be willing to pray and fast for our home churches just like we did for those great meetings. And have the same passion, the same drive about. Because he's the same God. And amen. This is my loved one. This is my This is where God planted me. This is where God put me. This is where God wants to make me a soldier. This is where God wants me to see miracles and wonders and signs. Hell, I can't run all the roads and I can't fly all of the country, but I can do something in Pendale, Mississippi. I can obey his word and in the hour that I'm in, I can learn how to pray. I can learn how to get on my face with a broken heart and a contrite spirit that the word of God said he will not despise or turn away. I'm telling you, get on our face is broken and moved. It's going to mean something. Hallelujah. It's going to mean something to get the passion for those around us and those that's bound, bound by the devil and bound by sin. It's, this is a type of prayer that it's going to take. And so we could see throughout the scriptures, and I won't use but just a few tonight, but, but you go to Genesis, the 17th chapter, and you're going to see there where God gave Abram a visitation. 17th chapter, we know it started Genesis, the 12th chapter. We know there are the promises that was made to Abram as a father of faith and the journey that was being taken, a man of a son. Hallelujah. And time had passed. And, and now he's even at the age, the ripo age of 99 when God shows up. If you read it close in 17, Genesis 17 and 1, it's almost God talks to him like it's the first time he ever talked to him. It's the first time he ever came. But we know better than that. We know in the 12th chapter, the 15th chapter, the visitations and, and the, the sacrifices were given in the 15th and the process coming up. But, but watch this 17th chapter. You know what I believe God wants? I believe God's allowed some of this, amen, to get us back into a hunger and a thirst and a passion. Hallelujah. I may not be, go do this and go do that, but you know what? I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to go pray. I'm going to feel that Shekinah glory. I'm going to experience the mighty hand of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to get up from there and I'm not going to be fearful or afraid or, or intimidated and worried about this and worried about that because my prayer life can make all the difference for my babies and grandbabies and for their grandbabies I'm telling you the commitment and dedication that you and I make hallelujah David time after time and we may mention him a little later on but I'm telling you his commitment and his willing to humble himself and pray and intercede and become broken even when he's sinned and when he come up short and we see it time and time again in generations down the road the sure mercies of David poured out upon that next generation I'm telling you the Bible talks about in Psalms 24 I think 6 hallelujah talks about this generation that seek God I just wonder tonight what are we going to be known for what's our generation going to be known for what is this going to do for us was it going to help shape and mold us and stir us that what we can become and what we ought to be I want to be a generation that's known in the midst of this Seek after God. I know I didn't get to preach it Wednesday, Sunday night. Hallelujah. Seeking after God. Seeking after his heart beating wheel. I'm telling you, this is not a time to get discouraged. It's not a time, amen, to just put our heads down and, and walk around like, no, if anybody's going to get us out of here, it's apostolic Jesus-named people. Or anybody, as far as that go, if my people which are called by my, my name are humble themselves and pray and pray. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. we got to pray. You'll never turn from wickedness without praying. 
I can say what they want to. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But it takes honest, sincere prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. That'll help us to come to that realization and understand. I'm going to tell you something. If old-fashioned prayer don't get a hold of this nation, she don't even have, clue, have a clue how dark she's how dark she really is. She don't have, have a clue I mean, how blind she really is. But an old-fashioned prayer meeting. Hallelujah. Drop the scales. Hallelujah. An old-fashioned prayer meeting would give revelation and understanding. Hey, where I'm at. So here. Abraham paid him a visit. And the Bible says, as you look at it, when Abram was 90, 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. <laughs> Almost like reminding him, like he's telling him. And folks, good old-fashioned prayer meetings help us to remember who he is and what he'll do for us. And that's not all. It'll help us remember, you know what? He'll fulfill the promises. It may have been 25 years now. But this God will do it. Amen. The Almighty God walk before me and be thy perfect. And I will make my covenant between thee and the, between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And what the third verse says in Abram fell on his face. Amen. And God talked to him. And God talked to him. Now I understand, please, I'm not making this a doctrine. If you're not physically able to get on your face. God knows that. And then I believe there's certain times and circumstances and situations that cause for such a dire moment and a, and a, and a, a need, amen, at that moment to fall on our faces. Hallelujah. You can watch the Muslims. You can watch them. That's how they get on their faces, amen. Hallelujah. And to cry out to their God, hallelujah, that he would move and operate for them. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if we'll get on our faces and get broken and humble ourselves unto the Lord. There's, there's certain things that causes this to happen. I could carry you to Numbers, the 14th chapter, and there you're going to read about Moses, and you're going to read about Aaron, as they were trying to bring the children across the wilderness, and, and, and as the report had came back unto them about the promised land, and, and so the congregation, I want you to notice how often, watch this, in Numbers 14 and 1, and all, not some, but all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. You can only imagine how it broke Moses' heart and Aaron's heart and mind and spirit at that moment to hear them to cry all night and, and, and to, to respond to the report. They, they would believe the evil report. It still amazes me today how easy it is for us to believe what the devil's got to say. And won't take God at his word. Rahab, amen, didn't have a problem believing, amen. Naaman didn't have a problem believing. That's what Jesus is talking about, amen. God said, I had to send my man of God outside of Israel to a widow. Outside of Israel, because I couldn't get a widow in Israel. And I have a faith to believe when I spoke to her that I would supply the needs. I believe he can supply the need. But I believe there's a sacrifice. I believe there's... There's some principles. I believe there's some things that you and I, as his people, must do. And let's pray. Let's pray. Amen. This is one of them anyway in this hour and time. So you see, the second verse picks up. And also it says, all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And while the congregation said unto them, would God that we had died in the land of Egypt. Or would God that we had died in the wilderness. They'd rather be dead than to face what they're facing. Let me tell you what's happening tonight because of this pandemic. Churches are dying. I'm not being cruel or judgmental. Domin the, 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 the nominal world, churches are dying and falling to the wayside. You'd be shocked how many churches are still not open. How many churches have died and they can't pull their congregations back together. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. If it's ever been a time, we better fight for this. We better make up in our mind in this hour. I'm telling you, if this hadn't stirred you to pray, I don't know what's going to stir you to pray. There's a lot of things on a plate. But what we better start doing is taking some things of God and put it on that plate. Above everything else, shove some of that other stuff off. Said, I'm going to do something this hour. And so, as you watch as it goes on here and how it affects Moses and Aaron here. While the congregation said, which God that we died in the wilderness or we died in Egypt. Wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land. Amen. To fall by the sword. You know, folks, you don't worry. God's going to see his church through. You just stay. You just stay in the ark. 
you just stay in the church. With or without Corona, you just stay in the church. And I'm going to deal with that in just a few minutes. Hallelujah, I'm going to deal with that. Praise God. He says, to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey. Can you imagine how they felt? When these, these, they're, they're scholar at them and said, you have brought us out here to die. We'd have been better off to stay in Egypt. You'd be surprised how many people get, get messed up. When they start to turn to God, the devil starts attacking them. <laughs> and if they don't have a true love for this thing and a true passion for it, they won't come through those things. They won't last but a service or two or three or four. <laughs> you got to fall in love with this. I'm telling you, I believe that Sunday night now. Falling in love with him all over again. Hallelujah. And as often as we can, the better off we'd be. I'm going to tell us something tonight. You can't say you love him and not pray. And take our time to talk to him. And let him talk to us. We've got to do it. We've got to take out the time to do it. Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make us a captain. Let us return into Egypt. If you read the scriptures back, you'll read. That's the reason he wanted the reason he sent them through the Red Sea. That he didn't let them go across the land. They could have. There was actually a way they could have went on land and went around a shorter, better way. As far as geographically speaking. But God knew. He knows flesh. He knows carnality. He knows that they're not willing sometimes to put up the fight. And because of the struggle and the battle, amen, they return back. I'm not interested in turning back tonight, folks. I'm interested in having a revival right in the midst of all this. I'm interested in seeing people born again of the water and the spirit and the power of God. Showing them the love of God right in, the, right in all of this pandemic and all the heartaches and trouble. Hey, and I'm not denying none of it. I'm not playing it down. That's not what I'm doing. But neither am I going to crawl in a cave and, and look like we don't have no hope and nobody we can call on. Amen. To see us through this and help us. Amen. To be victorious and be a light in the midst of this. Hey, if he's no more of a God than that, we better change gods. But we know better, don't we? We know better. Amen. Yes, we do. And so they said, amen, amen. Moses and Aaron, what did the Bible say? They fell on their faces before the assembly of the congregation. And the children of Israel before them, they just fell on their faces. <laughs> amen. No doubt they began to cry out and for God's hand to move and for the mercy of God to help them. Amen. With this dilemma and this situation that they was having to deal with. This wasn't the only time, amen, that Moses found himself having to do that, but you can, you can go to the 16th chapter, just a few more chapters alone in Numbers, and you'll see a time, and I won't take a lot of time there. I know my time I get away from if I'm not careful. Amen. See, a time of rebellion, the spirit of rebellion rose up. Amen. Korah. Amen. And to 250 princes that joined up with him. They come to the place, and if you read it close, and Psalms will bring it out to you. If you read over in Psalms, it was jealousy. It was jealousy of the position that Moses had, that, uh, that Korah and them had rose up with rebellion. Amen. And, and, and Pilate told them, you know, hey, the whole congregation's holy. The whole congregation's got it. Why are you the only one that thinks you can speak to them and lead them and guide them? And we know how that God, God moved. But again, we see where Moses fell on his face. Amen. Before God and sought God and the hand of God the direction in the Lord and God moved for him and, and so he moved upon Moses and told him he said you tell them all to get censors amen every man get his censure every priest and get his censure and said said I'll tell you what I'll do amen I'll answer and you know how he's going to answer Amen. How is he going to answer? He's going to answer by fire. He's going to answer. Amen. Amen. He's going to. He's going to answer by those those rods. Amen. Those those censures. Hallelujah. When they put out. And so as you move on and watch this begin to unfold, because I, I want to got a few scriptures. I really want to try to get to. You can go all the way to First Kings eighteen and twenty four. It's a time of Elijah. The time that he's on Mount Carmel. It's a time. Amen. That he just got through. Amen. Uh, of watching and uh, overcoming the four hundred and fifty false prophets. And uh, right before that. 
that took place. And, and so what happens? Watch this. Listen to what's taking place. Here is a challenge of prayer itself. Amen. And who you call on. Who you're going to submit and yield yourself to. And the challenge is to the Israelite people. And so Elijah shows up. And he calls upon them. The, the valley. You know. The, get out of the valley of decision. And so he said. You know. They began to. Because they wanted to serve Baal. And they wanted to worship that God. And so Elijah said. I'll tell you what. He said. We'll see what God answers by fire. We'll see what God. Amen. Responds and moves. I'm going to tell you something. We get in the right prayer meetings. And, and stay with it. Day in and out. God will show up. The fire of God will show up. Holy Ghost and fire will show up. The power of God. The anointing of God. The love of God will show up. Hallelujah. But you know what? Somebody's got to pray. Somebody's got to intercede in. And so sure enough. Amen. They got the bullets. Amen. And, and he let them pick the one they wanted. They set up their altar. You know the story. How they made for, for half a day. Man. They, they got beside themselves. 450. Cut themselves. Screamed and hollered. And done everything. Trying to even the prophet. Got to the place of making light of them. Making fun of them. Hallelujah. Where's your God at? Maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he went on vacation. Maybe he's busy somewhere else. Come on. Scream a little louder. Get a little more involved. That tells me emotion alone won't get the job done, ladies and gentlemen. Hype won't get the job done. <laughs> we can build it up. We can elevate it. I heard Brother Urshan, Brother Nathan Urshan talked about, if I remember correctly, it was in New York. He and a group went to this local assembly. It was one of the largest assemblies uh, in the city. He said, when we got there, he said, as we walked in, he said, he said they had the lights. Now they had the lights turned off. But they had the LED lights on. The colored lights. He said and they was doing their thing. He said they had. He said they had all the bases covered. They had somebody from every race. On the platform. Praying, singing. Entertaining. He said, and there were no chairs, no pews. He said, and the people was just mingling, talking, laughing. He said, it was almost like a concert. He said, he's actually won some. He said, in that particular area, he spent some time there. And he said, again, and that's one of the reasons I think he wind up going to just to see whatever. But... And he said, it was especially the young people. He said, we begin to win some of them. And they begin to come to church. He said, one of the main things that almost every one of them said, said, we're so glad y'all turned the lights on. Said, the place where we used to go, it just felt like the, another club. Said, it just felt like another club. I don't want to feel like another club. I don't want to feel like another, just another place to get us hyped up. Thank God for, for the music. Thank God for the singing. Thank God for the good testimonies and everything. But I'll tell you something. And we're going to get on this one as one of the ones. Without the anointing of God. We're just entertainments. And all we're entertaining is one another in flesh. But the testing time's here now. The real deal's here. It's coming on us. It's a pre-runner, but it's on us. And so this thing's going to do cause us to do one of two things. It's going to cause us to dig in and start praying like we've never prayed. It's going to cause us to tear down some walls and some petitions. I mentioned this Sunday night about my granddaughter and about Tristan and man, this this old nature here. Man, it's it's to get it get it into that place and and I know and I'm not trying to embarrass nobody. But I, I really don't I believe it's God's will that when we join together to pray, 
Let's do it together. I believe there's some walls there that need to be tore down. That need to be, that need to be done away with. Because if you get the glory cloud flowing out there right, you won't have no problem when you get here. You conquer some spirits, some attitudes, some preconceived ideas. <laughs> that's, what that's, that's what that's out there for. It's a place where we die. It's a place where we get ourselves under subjection. And I know they're set, you can set it different. And I mentioned this. The youth would love for us to put in some CDs and with some right songs. <laughs> Even turn the lights off or down. But the older group would be against all of that. And the pastor, all he wants is a move of God. All the pastor wants is for us to get out there, not... <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be careful. I don't want to pray. And I, we all reserve. We all hold back. I promise you, I do. I do too. Because I, I don't want to pray in a manner in a way that would, um, that would keep you from being able to pray. In other words, that all you're doing is sitting there listening to me. That's the reason it's a lot easier <laughs> to get on that floor. That's, I'm not saying you pray the way you. But I'm telling you, the power of prayer helps govern the power of the service. And if you have cold prayer rooms, or you, you don't even go by. <laughs> and sometimes that happens to all of us. But it can't be the norm. It can't be. It can't be that we just go out there and and I hate to do anything because you think I'm picking on you and I'm not picking on nobody. I, I just know what it takes to get a move of God. No, I hadn't been to school, I hadn't been to college, but I tell you one thing prayer would move the power of God in this place that some of you'd be shocked at just how drunk you'd get. How out of, out of, but you'd also be shocked all of a sudden of the power of the Holy Ghost and the anointing of God, man. And miracles and wonders and signs. This is how the Spirit, the gifts work. We can forget working in the gifts of the Spirit if we're not praying in, 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 a, in a way that's. Oh, we can try to put it on, we can try to perform it. <laughs> How I many you remember the election? I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pay a lot of attention to a lot of it. But a lot of the big name, and watch this. They tagged them as Pentecost. Burnt my hide. Because not, not the first one of them looked Pentecost, period. But they was all having the back paddle. Because they'd all prophesied that Trump was going to be president. And that Trump was going to do this. And Trump was going to do that. And You know what the Bible says about that. And they weren't willing to be marked off as a false prophet. <laughs> you know what God's doing? Pulling that rug out. Because they made an entertainment. They made it a money arena. They made it for a place to elevate flesh and glorify flesh. That's the reason some churches went as far as getting cheerleaders. Demonstrations of, of athletical things on the platform to try to. Folks, one of the five things, prayer is number one. Because without prayer, there'll never be any finding the will of God. There won't ever be the anointing. There won't ever be, amen, any of these other five together. What's this? Me and Brother Andrew could, I mean, we could duke it out, man. We got, we got crossed up, man. We got mad at one another. We duked it out. And after we got through duking out, if we'd go find us a good prayer room, you know what? We could solve that. Amen. I'd have to apologize for beating him up. <laughs> Praise God if I got up off the floor after that prayer meeting. <laughs> 
Oh, prophet. <laughs> Amen. So, so what are you saying? The method. 1 Kings 18 and 24. And call ye on the name of your gods. And I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire. Let him be God. I think it's either 62 or 3 word prayer that Elijah makes. After spending a half a day watching them put on their show. And son God comes down. I don't even know where they got the water. Twelve barrels. They done their best. I mean, Elijah told them, soak it down, buddy. <laughs> Try to water it down all you want to. I will tell you what. You get the power of God moving in this place. The biggest devil in this community can walk in here. But you can't stop this God. In fact, he may have just messed up if he walked in. It could be that he was strong to be delivered. Because this kind of praying will draw people, folks. It'll pull them out of the woodworks. It'll pull them out of them places. Because you know why? They'll see hope. I'm telling you, people's not near as happy out there as they make out they are. They're miserable and lost and undone. And most of them don't have a clue which way to go. Right here in this community. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Within about a ten mile radius. If I didn't miss any. Nine. And they all got their own separate doctrines and beliefs. All preach out of the same Bible. We all say we call on the same God. We all say we're worshiping the same God. (laughs) But somebody in this end time is going to represent the God. Somebody's response to all of this is going on. Finding the heart of God and the mind and the will of God. Amen. Amen. Those are the ones that's going to come out on the other side. The Bible's full of it. Time and time again. And so, as we, we watch some of this unfold, as we watch it take place. I know my time's up. I'm so Let's stand. Praise God. I want to be known as a generation that seeks the face of God. That has humbled ourselves and yielded ourselves. I'd love to got to the area. I'm, I'm, I'm just bump these, if you don't mind, as you're standing. Amen. Watch this. The psalmist put it this way in 5 and 3. My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I speak my prayers unto thee. 88 and 13, he says, in the morning shall my prayers prevent thee. You know what that word prevent me? Come before thee. Again, I'm not trying to as a doctrine. Because uh, you watch this as it goes on. Amen. In the evening, in Psalms 55 and 70, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. Amen. Daniel, we find in 6 and 10, amen, Daniel. You do that when the writings were signed that he went to his house and his window was opened unto the chambers toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day, amen, to pray and call on this God. Luke 6 and 12 says, it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray, talking about Jesus, and he continued all night in prayer to God. Jesus Christ himself. You know why he done that? Go back to the beginning of that. He was in the synagogue. He done performing one miracle. First two down, he performs a second one. He has, he has the man that comes in with the withered right hand. Amen. Now watch this. You read the scriptures close enough. The Pharisees knew this. They was watching. They was watching Jesus. They was going to see what he's going to do. Because it's the Sabbath. And he's in, this, he's in the temple. He's in the synagogue. And so here it is. A man is sitting out in the, out kind of, I would think, kind of out in the middle in the center out there. And so Jesus knows this. Watch this. He's not intimidated to, amen, by the Pharisees and the fans. Those that's watching him. He knows they're watching. He knows their intent. He knows that they're going to judge him. And so he calls him out in the open. He, watch this. The Holy, I'll be the Holy Ghost. Quick, he said, Jesus didn't go get him said come here man let's slip out back and we'll do this out back oh no good old hot prayer meetings man to put something in you that nothing else can apostle Peter proved that but he called him out in the open in front of all of them and healed him he asked him the question on the Sabbath day is Is it wrong to do good 
are evil. Good or bad. He just simply speaks to him. Thy hand be made whole. And the Bible says his right hand. I believe there's telling somebody something. And then the next verse is this verse I just read. Because they had became so angered at him. Indignation had filled them. One translation says they was literally out of their minds. To attack Jesus. And he makes his way to a mountain and prays all night. Point I'm trying to make. Certain hours and events that happens upon this earth. Is to propel us to pray. This is what the church does. She don't run here. She don't do that. She don't do. Uh-uh. She prays. That's the first thing she does. To pray. You know why? Because that's how you're going to find the next steps and directions to take. It's when we humble ourselves and pray. Praise God. Praise God. Paul's writing says, pray without ceasing. Basically, that means is to never cease praying. This is not the hour to quit praying. If you're not praying, this is the hour to start praying. And if you've been praying, don't quit now. (laughs) Don't stop now. God's going to show up. And God's going to perform the miraculous. He always answers prayer. He's got his time. He's got his season. But if you're praying with earnestness and with sincerity for the will of God to be done. Amen. And you're not praying out of lust. And you're not praying as an isolator or or by yourself. But as a group. And that's what we are. This is not about me. It's about all of us. (laughs) You can expect it. Amen. To happen. You can expect it to take place. I know I got you, Tanner. I'm sorry. God bless you. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Uh, again, again, again. Uh, I hope something I'm saying tonight, something that would encourage you to, to understand that we're not in this by ourselves, not understand that God's going to equip this church. He's always equipped his church. He's always blessed the church. The church is going to come through. The church, I mean, we ought to be the striving. We ought to be the ones with joy. We ought to be the ones with some peace and some hope. Amen. I mean, that's the fruits of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And you know what? This hadn't take this hadn't take the Holy Ghost from us, has it? So if we got the Holy Ghost, guess what? We got some fruits hanging off. And you know what? Your neighbor needs it. Your buddy needs it. Your community needs it. Your nation needs it. So let's lift it up. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Don't forget uh, bridal shower tomorrow night here at the church in the Fellowship Hall. At 7 o'clock. Is that right? 7 o'clock. Okay. For Cole and Chloe. So y'all don't forget about that, ladies. All right? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.